right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 265. Jason Lingren is with me, and I'm very happy to have Peggy Hall here. Some of you folks out there are going to have heard of her uh, because she had a video go viral on YouTube. And of course, YouTube took it upon itself to remove that video when a stand up citizen, well, I'm not even going to say that word, when a stand up adult in this country uh, points out that people are breaking the law, YouTube has a problem with that. Go figure. But welcome, Jason. Good afternoon. So you got anything? Or you, I mean, this is going to run way after all the stuff we've been talking about happens. Yeah. Hopefully by the time people hear this, I'll have a lot more to discuss about how a bunch of stuff went down. So let's just move forward. All right. Welcome, Peggy. Hey, great to be here, friends. I'm so good to have you. Uh, I like nothing more right now than having someone on who stood the hell up and called out the nonsense for what it is. And uh, we've done shows with Alphonse, with Lena Poo, with all kinds of people who are basically just stepping up and saying, hey man, show me how you guys are legally doing this. And nobody can, of course. The problem we have is that so few are standing up. So Peggy, first of all, before we jump in, can you tell people where they can get a hold of you? And by the way, if you give out an email, address, it will be pummeled. If you give out a web address, you won't have that concern. Absolutely. Best is thehealthyamerican.org, not .com. Make sure you do the thehealthyamerican.org. And that's the hub for all my info. I'm very active on YouTube uh, and I have a backup channel on BitChute. So those are the best places. I really do interact a lot with the community on YouTube. So if you're looking to get an answer to your question or guidance in the right direction, that is where best to find me. Okay, so just repeat the web address one more time, please. Sure, go to uh, www.thehealthyamerican, it's single, thehealthyamerican.org, and the YouTube channel is The Healthy American, Peggy Hall. So I've got to ask, Peggy, uh, you had a video go viral where you were simply pointing out that you stood up for your rights, and from what I understand, YouTube pulled it. Did that video go back up? It did. You know, this was really interesting to me. I'll tell you the story about it. My background is in politics, although I've never really had that as a profession. I've been a teacher for over 30 years in um, higher education and also director of teacher education, K-12, professional development. So I'm all about helping people understand things. And my background's also in health. So with health and politics and education, it's like, hey, I need to help people understand that our rights are being trampled on. The fact that people are eagerly giving away their rights is another topic, but I did the research on the laws here where I live in California, and it was very clear to me, this was back the end of April, it was very clear to me that there was no pandemic, there were no legal grounds to call for an emergency. And I got in touch with my state senators and assembly people who actually had no idea what I was talking about. They were intrigued and they're like, tell me more. So I decided to create an educational video. I had to make a YouTube channel. I mean, I didn't even, I I just did this as an educational public service announcement. And um, I put this up and literally within days, it's getting tens of thousands of hits and then more and more views. And people are emailing me at my health business, they tracked me down. And I was teaching at the community college, they tracked me down. And I'm like, holy smokes, people are asking for me to show them where I found the law and how they could find it in their state. People didn't even know what health orders were. So, so let's let's back up for a second. So let's let's define the thrust of the video. So basically, if I'm following your thread, 
you realize that there was no cause for emergency, which let you know that there was no cause for mandates, which let you know uh, you should look to see who's got the authority to mandate this kind of thing. Can you just kind of delineate what it is in that video? Exactly. That's it precisely. I broke down the Emergency Services Act in California, which does give authority to a governor to declare an emergency under very specific grounds, such as an earthquake, a flood, civil unrest, and yes, an epidemic. So then that requires one to define what is an epidemic. And an epidemic is an outbreak that exceeds the typical expected numbers. Now, a pandemic is when you have an epidemic across many areas, like a wide geographic area. So the law does not say pandemic in California. It says epidemic. But here where, here's where it gets interesting. The epidemic or whatever cause of action for the emergency is only defined as an emergency if it is immediate, unexpected, and has the potential for great calamity and overrunning the state's ability to handle it in terms of resources, right? Physical resources, like the number of ventilators and or the human resources, such as are there enough people to take care of it? Well, at the date of my recording, which was exactly two months after the emergency was called, the hospitals were empty. Healthcare workers were being laid off. Uh, there was no shortage of uh, any what they call PPE, the gloves and the masks and the gowns and so forth. And the people were not even on ventilators. So I didn't have an opinion about this. I had facts related to it. Further, I showed that there was no epidemic given the numbers of uh, cases that were far less than any seasonal flu. So number one, the standard of evidence was not met in the fact that there was no epidemic. Number two, even if there had been an epidemic, it did not meet the standard of an emergency because there were plenty of resources. And number three, I forgot to mention, a statewide emergency can only be called if several counties are experiencing a local health emergency. And I can speak more about that uh, if you like. Now, you live in a pretty population-dense area. Did you ever at any time, since around March, I guess would be a good place to pick, did you ever see any evidence whatsoever that there was a health emergency, a crisis, or anything like that whatsoever? None. No no evidence. And I did this with my own eyewitness events. I live in California, the uh, largest state by population, 40 million people. Okay, that's bigger than some countries. Most of the states in the United States, they're around a million, couple million, few million, something like that. There are a few populous states. So I drove around in my area, which is Orange County, 3 million people. I drove to three different emergency rooms in my area, which were empty. There were armed guards outside. There were tents set up, which were empty for so-called screenings. Then I drove to visit family members in Ventura, which is a population of a million people. I went to their main emergency room, empty. The parking lot was empty. Remember, they were, they were forbidding people to go and just get normal care. So people were dying of heart attacks because they weren't going to the hospital. They were dying because they weren't getting their cancer treatment or their kidney dialysis. They were There were plenty of deaths from this COVID, but not related to a virus. Then I drove to LA, which is the, the largest county in California, likely in the United States, possibly. Uh, 10 million people 
in Los Angeles and I drove to their main emergency room, West Hills, empty. In fact, I was harassed by the guards and it's on video. This was before I had my channel, by the way. And uh, there was another YouTuber who videotaped me and the two of us were being run off the property, harassed and intimidated by, uh, you know, so-called security guards that were the thugs trying to keep us from our constitutional right of seeking healthcare. A hospital is, can, is defined as a place of public accommodation. And had I known then what I know now, I would be serving each of those goons with a $25,000 per offense by the Tom Baines Act of California, which allows you to go after somebody who it has restricted your civil rights. $25,000. That's California loves laws. And I tell you what, I'm holding them to the law. That doesn't even count the $4,000 per violation with the UNRWA Act, which is our civil rights protection. And regardless of what state or country you are listening in from, I guarantee that your state, your country has civil rights protection. And I will help you understand that if you need so. So I, I've got to ask, during the course of while you're doing this, when you're beginning to realize, hey, man, they're given all these dictates, seems to be coming from the state government and the municipalities. Did it ever get on your radar that in the history of the world, a supposed sickness quarantine was only ever implemented on sick people for 14 days? And somehow this all got reversed to everybody's quarantined indefinitely. Did that ever come on your radar? Yeah, the beautiful thing about laws, my friends, is that they're written in black and white. And so unlike going to the media, which most people get their news, I don't even have a TV radio. I mean, I go straight to the source. And the beautiful thing is it's written in black and white. And it very clearly states that uh, in the federal laws, which is Title 42, which has to do with public health and welfare, we could even talk about the notion of public health doesn't even exist, in my view. That's a higher level conversation. There's only individual health, all right? Whether I'm sick or not has nothing to do with you or my neighbor or anyone, but let's just play in their playground for now. And there is a Title 42 of the U.S. Code which states that quarantine can only happen with people that have symptoms. This is what they're trying to rewrite by this asymptomatic, you could be sick and not know it. Oh, no, you can't. Well, Give wait me a minute. You, you, said, you said U.S. code there, That's right? That's right. Okay, Absolutely. so this, this, this umbrella is all states, right? The U.S. code, yes, is a federal law that umbrellas every state. And what I put in my video and why I think it, it really struck a chord with people is that the federal code is only for actions in between states. So let's say I was traveling, you know, by plane from California to New York, and um, someone on that plane had a case of tuberculosis, let's say. They were hacking up, and you could take, which is a bacterial infection, and they were able to take a, a swab, and somehow they isolated the plane until this person got off. That person who has symptoms he would be quarantined, but there still would have to be a doctor's examination. There would have to be, it would have to be written. That person would still be able to go to a court to have due process to say, look, they would be able to appeal that action of quarantine. So it is intended for people that are coming to the United States, people who are traveling between states. And aside from that, quarantine and any public health is left 
as it should be, to individual states. Why in the world would somebody having a flu in California have anything to do with New York? So what happens in individual states and communities is absolutely has no relevance to anyone outside of that community. What happens in San Francisco has nothing to do with me either. It's like the weather in San Francisco or the crime rate in San Francisco has zero impact which is why this whole thing of what was going on in Italy was a complete brainwashing operation to instill fear and panic and paranoia. Because what happens in Italy only has anything to do with Italy. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. So I exposed all this and the evildoers didn't like it. The video was showing up. People were emailing it to me. They had seen it on Nextdoor and Twitter and Instagram. I don't even have channels on these places. People were sending it to me. It was finally pulled. I re-uploaded it. So it's still up and alive for now. My, you'll see it at the Healthy American Peggy Hall. Is it running on YouTube? Did you put it back on YouTube? I put it back on YouTube. So it is there. Of course, that was filmed May 6th. So the numbers are different, but the law is the same. So you got about 2 million views when they yanked you the first time, but let's also be as concise as we can. From the notes that you've provided me, uh, what part of what went into that video was you did what people like Alphonse Fagiolo, what people like Lena Poo, all these legal people who are acting like adults and standing up uh, for the rights of everybody. And you basically said, hey, Mr. Governor, show me where you derive your authority from, which can't be done, right? Well, what I'm saying is show me the evidence. The Emergency Services Act is completely unconstitutional by California law and federal law. It is on the books, however, so to speak. So he could point to these codes and say, under this code of law, I do have the authority to call an emergency. However, when you look at the code of law, it doesn't meet the standard. There is no epidemic. It does not seek to overwhelm the resources of the state. And I'll go a step further for you, friends. This is actually fraud. There is a Title 18, which is the criminal code of the federal government. The U.S. Code, uh, Title 18, will talk about all of the crimes, all of the federal crimes, which, yes, are felonies. Title 18, 1038 states that if someone perpetrates a hoax related to biological hazards. This is how specific it is. That is a crime. And if someone dies like they have in the nursing homes or committing suicide or having a heart attack because they didn't go to the hospital in the ER, guess what? The penalty is life in prison. Further, there's a code, Title 18, Code 1040, I believe it is. I, I, I may need to get the exact number, but you can find it. And this is a felony for using funds, federal money related to emergencies. And guess what? They are going to be charged with that as well. They are breaking laws upside down, inside out and backwards. There are state laws that they may not declare an emergency when there isn't one. There are state laws in uh, related to fraud for taking. It's all about the money and control. They want the federal money by extending these emergencies. And then they want to institute rule by one person. It's not even the governor, it's the health agent. And guess what? That person is unelected. There is no lawmaking by proclamation whatsoever. There are lawsuits on the books. There was a case yesterday 
in a district court in California. I hope that will go all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. This needs to be done away with once and for all. No declaration of law by individual has any legal authority whatsoever in any state, period. And that's what I am exposing. I did get the governor to admit that he can't mandate anything because of my relentless, you know, hundreds of videos. And he finally came out and said, I can't mandate anything because my my clarion call is this. And I'm I'm happy to see it repeated over and over by other healthy Americans. That, that's what yeah. he said. He called it a clarion call. No, I'm calling it that. Okay. I I have helped people memorize this phrase. No governor can make a law. No governor can make a law. No mayor can make a law. No sheriff can make a law. No health officer can make a law. Only a legislative body can make a law. And so all of these mandates that this word has no legal uh, definition whatsoever. Mandate, directive, edict, policy, rule has zero meaning. There's a statutory law which is passed by your legislative body or there is constitutional law, period. Those are the only two sources of law that exist. These orders and regulations are nonsense. They will not hold up in a court of law, but these lawbreakers, as I call them, know that the judicial system is slow and slogging. And there are um, also, unfortunately, corrupt judges who will be paid off by the government or they have been currying favor with the government and they will not rule in against the government. So these lawbreakers know it. It's up to us, every single law abiding, freedom loving individual to file these suits. I can, I'm not giving legal advice, but I'm giving legal information and I can give legal education on how to do that. And uh, we are doing it. We're doing it in droves and it's making an effect. I, I got to ask, the litigation's going to start. And I said, since as far back as March, if the federal government comes back online and does its job in any semblance and those officers of the court honor that oath, and a lot of them will be afraid to break their oaths, this is a house of cards. And when you know this, doesn't that mean that the state governments, all of them, governors, they're in for a big fall? What about the municipalities that forced businesses to close, that stopped livelihoods? Jason and I have a very close friend where the mother of our friend was over 90, dying in a nursing home. They wouldn't let him in. He tried twice to fly down to the state where she was to get in. They would not let him in. Then talk about all the, the people you mentioned that had health issues and needed to go to a hospital and the doors were closed. There's laws for all this stuff. I mean, there's a, I don't even know, an avalanche of people that are going to be in big trouble coming. Isn't there? I love that word. Avalanche is exactly the correct definition for it. And it is on the way and it is happening. And I do have remedies for those who are specifically suffering in terms of the nursing homes or any other medical setting. All of these places, your civil rights may not be infringed upon. They may not be violated. The problem is that they are banking on the fact that people are unaware and, and they are, because why would we? I mean, I actually don't fault anyone for not knowing these laws because 
our form of government really should be very benign. It should be very um, small. It should just keep the water going and the streets in good repair. And you can go to a public park. And, you know, it, why would anybody know what's people didn't even know they have a county board, a county government. I, it's unbelievable. But, you know, it's the sad fact. People don't even know. I had people tell me they didn't even know the name of the governor in their state. And I, in a way, I don't fault them in that government should be benign. It shouldn't be a cancer. It shouldn't be the lava flow that seeks to snuff out our lives. But now the jig is up, the box is open, people are aware, and there are remedies. I have them specifically for nursing homes at thehealthyamerican.org. Click on civil rights, click through to the notice of discrimination. I've got a video specifically about nursing homes. I've got the letter that you send to the nursing home um, that you are uh, giving them legal. It is like the affidavit or legal notice that you are putting them on notice of all of the laws that they are violating. This then can become a course of action and a complaint that can be filed. There are grievances that can be filed against your state's health and human services, the federal CMS, which oversees a lot of these nursing homes. And again, I'm sad to say they're doing it for the money. They can also personally be sued for fraud. Fraud is a felony. It carries a prison sentence. They need to be, these people need to be educated on it. And that is my goal. We need to educate these directors of the nursing homes that think they're going to violate the law by letting you in without a mask. They're violating over 22 federal and state laws by preventing you from entering with, without a mask. And my job is to get on shows like yours to educate people. As you say, I've got over two and a half million views on my YouTube videos and more. I want every person that has seen it to take the action. We will get through this. It, I call it better than normal. I don't want to return to any old normal. That's what's got us here. I want better than normal. And I need all hands on deck to get that done. Let me broaden out here. On an average day, I probably shuffle somewhere around 500 emails. Here are the concerns that are emailed to me daily. Parents who are in charge of young lives who are being forced to breathe their own exhaust fumes through a mask all day long in school. That's one of them. Employees that have to make a living, which are being forced to breathe their own exhaust fumes all day long. The threat of mandated inoculation of those three topics, and I could go on and on of the hundreds of emails I get from people scared to death. Do you address those type ideas, the masks on children, the masks on forced onto employees, and now the idea they're trying to scare people with the threat of you get inoculated or you don't work and you don't leave your house kind of idea? Yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, um, I'm just checking. I Today, I think I my inbox came in with 1,568. I did a little calculation on that. If I spent <laughs> if I spent thirty minutes per email, which is what it would take at least to help the people, I do have a lot of templates and links and all of that. But even so, it takes that long to reply. To handle one week's worth of emails would take me nine point five years. So I can't <laughs> I, answer. The, I can't answer. I know. The emails. I know, I know where you're you, coming from. Yeah, I, I know, know you can't from. either. Yeah, I know you I, can't either. I, I I calculated two minutes per email. Oh, I like that. Back. Yeah, they're, they're mad at me all the time because I say, thank you, cheers, Crow, and they think I'm being terse, but they don't realize. But let, let's get back to it. Well, do you have, yeah, do you do. have remedies or I paths have. for the mask, for the inoculation, that kind of thing? Absolutely. And um, that is where the bulk of my time is spent. 
And I'm sure you're the same. I mean, yeah, let's see. Today is 1,536. And I tell you what, the points that you made, the parents concerned about their kids, number one, take them out of school today. It doesn't have to be done all or nothing. There's no urgency. They're not going to fall back in their schooling. They, I have something called freedom learning and you go to the healthyamerican.org, you click on freedom learning. I have several free videos that you can get Q and A about how to do this. What does it mean? Why you need to take your kids out of school. Even if your child has an exemption, they must not be in a school where other children are wearing masks. It harms their own conscience of knowing right and wrong. And they're being told that something that is wrong is right. This is harmful. It's psychological abuse. It's child abuse. I will not stand for it. I have many remedies. Uh, If you do want to take it up with your uh, school officials, they are violating so many codes of education. It will make your head spin. Um, But again, why would you spend all your time doing that, dancing with the devil? Take them out of school. There's something much better. I call it freedom learning. There's no urgency. You You can take the rest of the year to figure out what kind of program. They need to be off the screen and they need to be off TV. Everybody needs to be off TV now. No movies, no Netflix off of the screen, period. I've got remedies for that. And then there's a, a webinar for those that want to dive deeper and get all of my handouts and resources. So that's that. So hold on, before yes, you go on course. to number two, when we're looking at the schools and the school boards, correct me if you don't think my point of view is correct here. Basically, what we're looking at is an education body who has decided to follow an illegal dictate, right? That's coming from the state governor's the reason they're doing the things they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what I'm pointing out is, I don't know whether all you state governors out there are in an old boys and old girls club and you agreed for whatever reason to do what you're doing, but the jig is going to be up. And that means all you people that followed those legal orders that cost some child breathing their own exhaust fumes or you know any number of things we could outline, you can be held liable for these things. And the reason I'm pointing it out is because we've done this long enough and we do lots of shows. People are lining up, but you're about to go to number two. So don't let me sidetrack on me, but do you agree? But this for, for most, for intents and purposes here, when we're talking about the school boards and the education facilities, they took their marching orders from the state, didn't they? Yeah. But you know what? The state is kicking the can down the road. Let me explain what, why that's so important to understand. And I'm certain it's uh, similar in uh, any state that that people are listening from. Now, these governors are being sued left, right, and center. Good. And it's it's happening. Uh, Pennsylvania, the state Supreme Court already said, uh, no, actually, it was a, I believe it was a U.S. attorney, said, uh, judge, federal judge said, nothing supersedes the Constitution, uh, including emergencies. And this governor is way out of line. Uh, Tom Wolf, stop it. I'm giving you a warning. And the beautiful thing is, if a person, I don't care if he's the king, any person who defies the judge's orders now is in contempt of court. And that's where the sheriff shows up with handcuffs. I love that part. So I can't wait until well, he, sh- he should have damn well been jailed anyhow. Think of all that's the people right. that lost their businesses. Absolutely. Think of all the people who can't put food in their refrigerator. Think of all the people that have been locked up in their homes because they're afraid not to be locked. I mean, this goes on and on. He should have been damn locked up, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Absolutely. All of them should. And I would add all of the board of supervisors, the county attorneys, the civil 
the yep. attorney general of the state, the state auditor who's not doing his job, he should be seeing where all this these CARES Act funds are going on and on and on. You know, I'm not advocating any kind of violence, but it puts me in mind of the French Revolution. You know who they went after? They went after all these, the public bureaucrats. They actually ran after them, strung them up on lampposts and, uh, you know, in the public square. These people were swinging and they were the uh, bureaucrats. They were the just like the accountants and stuff, the, the, your, your normal people. And you know who the ones who did it? They were the business owners. The business owners ran. Now, I'm not advocating. I mean, there was a lot of not everything went that well in the French Revolution. It was a start. But uh, it was the business owners, the bakers and all, the, the artisanal people, they were the ones that stormed these, these government offices and they dragged them out because they had had enough. Now, I'm not advocating that, but it's an interesting time of history to read. Well, uh, but I, what I, I, wanna... I, would, I would just point out, you know, even if we go down to the basic idea of a, a, an oath of an officer of a court, if a crime is committed by anyone who's sworn an oath to the Constitution and other things, they are bound to deal with a, a report of a crime. And everything that's gone on here is criminal. And so how is it that none of them were willing to do their job, which means at some level, each one of those people is liable now. And I'm not saying they're all going to get jailed or something, but there's going to be a hell of a lot of people in a lot of trouble as we move down the road here. You're absolutely right, Crow. And with um, the history, you can just do a quick internet search on public officials that are in jail or that are behind bars right now. Do you know in, Ca in the state of California, the former sheriff of Los Angeles is behind bars? Really? Okay, the sheriff. Oh, yeah. So it, no person, it, uh, yes, yes. And, and in the last year alone, I found, I think there were 26 elected officials in California alone that are behind bars just in the past year. So it, it happens. Uh, you know, the former governor of Illinois, that like Rod Boglovich, whatever his name was, uh, behind bars. Of course, he was pardoned, but he spent time in prison. It happens. It's going to happen. And I can't wait for that day. But what I want to say is this. These governors, so the governor in, in Michigan, the governor in Illinois, the governor in Pennsylvania, uh, they were, and more, I believe it's Mississippi, many of these governors were told, hey, knock it off. You're out of line. You're a tyrant because what is the definition of a tyrant? A tyrant is someone who uses power without authority. You don't have the authority to do this. But let me tell you what's going on in California. So this tyrant, by the dictionary definition, who said, I can't mandate anything, knows he can't mandate anything. And he, with it's called de facto without stating it, but he had a de facto ending of the state of emergency in that he issued a new executive order, which superseded the emergency order right in the nick of time. Those orders in California expire after 60 days. And on day 61, he issued an executive order, which was guidance. There's no such thing as guidance. Guidance is not recognized by the California Constitution. I told you there is only constitutional law and statutory law. Everything else is blowing smoke out of their hat. So guidance is not enforceable. Have you ever heard of a guidance it's a enforcement bluff. agency? Yeah, they're, they're it's just a making bluff. it's they're making crap up to scare people who don't want to act like adults, basically. You are exactly right. And then they can cover their rear end because when he goes to court, he can say, well, I was just giving suggestions. And you know what? He was. But here's what's so bizarre. He gives these 
suggestions because there's no such thing as breaking guidance. You're not a guidance breaker. You're a law breaker. You don't go to a court of guidance. You go to a court of law. You don't have but, guidance-ers. But, you have but, lawyers, all right? Down and down and down it goes. I've spent the last seven months educating people on this, and I'm glad it's getting through. People are showing up at the Board of Supervisors with signs and t-shirts saying, show me the law. There is no law. None of these health orders are law, even though they want to tell you that it's so, they are not. It's the same in every state because guidance is not a law. An order by a health officer is not a law. But here's where it gets demonic. Here's the devious, diabolical extension. You've heard the phrase as the strong arm of the law, which means you're not enforcing it, but you're you're coercing someone else to enforce it. Now in California, this I'm calling it hush money. They don't even hide it. It's right on the website that they will give your business $2,500 if you post a sign in the window that says you must wear a mask. It, they're not even hiding it. I've done videos. Please watch the video called hush money and watch the videos related to can you be fined? And that goes to the next question. Can a business lose their license if they don't require masks? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. And we've, no. we've already got examples that prove that, that no one's they're, they're not winning. No. As a matter of fact, there's a place in Huntington Beach that is famous. Actually, there's one in, isn't there a famous one right there in OC where you are that stood he's, up early he's on? Friend, Tony Roman. I'm actually one of his advisors. And he had his case yesterday, which they bulldozed through this administrative hearing of the uh, ABC, which, by the way, has no regulation on the books regarding masks. The whole thing is a farce. That would be like you coming to me and I give you approval to do something. The whole thing is ridiculous. Ridiculous, and they know it. So they they hemmed and hawed and were bulldozed by facts, and they decided to delay and continue the case later because now they're trying to actually figure out what they can say. And I hope this goes to the Supreme Court of the United States, as it should. So yes, I'm an advisor on that case. Tony is a, a freedom-loving American. Why these code enforcers it's like the criminal syndicate wants to go after an Italian restaurant. It's very strange to me. And um, because that's what this is, the government is nothing uh, at this point more than criminals acting unlawfully. And so what's what's going to happen here is they kick it down the road to the lowest denominator. There's no force in the government to enforce this. There's no force at the county level. The cities are trying to scramble making urgency ordinances, which are completely unlawful. They're going to be going to court. They're going to be held accountable. I'm creating this paperwork that I want to teach people how to do. So yes, I've got I've got a way to teach parents how to sidestep these mask ridiculous notions. They should be out of school anyway. Then I help I have help for businesses next week, and I know this will be uh, this will live on. So anyone who needs help with this, go to thehealthyamerican.org, click on the tab that says business. Help. I've got several videos where I speak exactly why you cannot lose your license unless you violate a regulation. If you're serving liquor to minors, yeah, you can lose your license. If you just got a DUI and you were convicted of drunk driving, yes, you are going to lose your license. You cannot lose your license for not requiring someone to wear a mask, period. I show you exactly why. And then those who want the actual documents and um, laws, uh, you can sign up for the webinar. It will it will last forever, whether you can make it live or not. All of the information, the resources available, I want this to get out to as many 
people as possible, they kick the can down the road all the way to the store clerk who now is telling you that you can't enter Walmart. Although Walmart has backed off, thanks to the Healthy Americans, we did a letter writing campaign to Walmart and Costco and Trader Joe's. Uh, the only one who still needs to go to court is Sprouts. I don't know if this is a so-called health food. It's nothing of the kind. They are Nazis, militants, and um, they will have their day in court. We, we tried to play nice. I did a video to their legal team saying, look, you are violating your, oh, get this, you guys are not going to believe this. This is how they roll, okay? Sprouts had on their website their own code of ethics and non-discrimination. In at least two places in their employee handbook, it says you may not discriminate against anyone based on a medical condition or religion or gender or any of these other things. In other words, every place of business as required by federal and state laws must allow free and equal access to any business establishment. Equal access is not you on the street corner getting the food delivered or somebody shopping for you. Would they have somebody in a wheelchair sit on the street corner? Would they tell someone in a turban that they couldn't enter their store? No. So me not wearing a turban on my face also allows me the free and equal access. So the fact of the matter is these people that are denying you, including Sprouts, are violating so many laws that would make your head spin. And in California, these are very, very pricey. You get three times the usual damages if you have your human rights and civil rights violated. It's a, it's a slam dunk $25,000 offense per person. So if you have three people at that store that prevented you from coming in, there's your $75,000 paycheck, not even including the damages for your emotional distress. That's just right off the bat in California. And Sprouts is going to be uh, paying. And I'll tell you what, here's the funny thing. I did a video. I called them out. I showed it their own website. What did they do? They scrubbed the website. What does that tell me? Sprouts is listening. But because Sprouts is owned by evil, and these people, I actually pray for them. I got to tell you, I'm a person of faith. I do seek justice and fairness because I'm called to expose evil, but I'm also called to flood darkness with light, which is the only way of overcoming evil is with good. So I do pray for these people because you know what? They're placeholders. They're not even the ones that have power. These legal advisors and the CEO of Sprouts, Friends, they're puppets. They are puppets and placeholders. And history has shown us that the puppets are the first ones that are exterminated. They don't even get to go on to the new civilization in the new society when the new regime comes in. They're the first that are gone because the evildoers know that they're so easily manipulated. Just look at what happened in Romania when the Romanians said, wow, we really loved the Nazis because it prepared us for communism. When the communists came, we wish we had the Nazis in power once again. That's how bad it is under communism. So I know I've said a lot. This is my passion. So let, let me let me jump in here, Peggy. So I want to cover before we're, we're going to go to the top of the hour, just under 60 minutes, and we're going to take a 10-minute break and get ready for hour two. But in hour one, which I'm thinking I'm going to put this out everywhere. And by the way, I'm wondering, and you, you can answer this as you will. Um, have you thought about what YouTube did there? You were pointing out that laws were being violated and they pulled a video and I'm reasonably certain it wouldn't take too much effort to show all the laws that they broke. Um, but to get back to the point, 
you at some point walk into your city council or your local municipality, don't you? And simply say, show me the law or something to that effect. Is that correct? You are exactly right. The board of supervisors in it may be called the county commissioners. In some cases, it may be your city council. There is a governing body and they are the body that actually make law and pass law or they can terminate or pass resolutions and different things. They are a lawmaking body. So I went before this body and I said, look, you are required by law to terminate the local health emergency at the earliest possible date. That's what it says in California law. Now, not every state is as specific. California is really, they love law and regulation. And now, you know what, I'm going to hold them to it. So it clearly states that a local health emergency can only be called at the introduction of the disease. Well, this was claimed in California in February. There's a formal proclamation saying that we declare a local health emergency in Orange County, where I live, on February 25th. Now, the law says that seven days later, it has to be approved by the governing body, which they did. But then it says, in order for it to continue, it needs to be approved every 30 days. Well, guess what? I went back. I looked at every agenda, all of the minutes. I watched the videos of the proceedings. They never voted on it again. I called the county attorney, which is called a county council, not like a council of people, but a counselor, an attorney. I called him several times and I said, look, they're breaking the law. They are required to vote on this. Now they can vote to extend it or terminate it, but they are required to vote. Well, the very next meeting, it was on the agenda. We had hundreds of people show up. We had doctors, lawyers. Now I've never really spoken about the science. I don't think that's the most important position to take regarding these public officials, because they will find scientists that will corrupt the science and tell you that you're supposed to breathe carbon dioxide. So it's not a battle I'm going to do, but they cannot violate the law. The law is irrefutable. What happened when you went back and it was on the agenda? So we had hundreds of us come to speak. They had testimony from the health officer, which was insufficient. And the following day, the chairwoman came out and said, oh, oh, they took a vote. They took a vote to extend it, which is also illegal. So now they're on the record committing fraud. However, they did backpedal a little. They threw us a few crumbs. And the following day, they redid the health orders to make them strongly suggested for masks instead of required. So I call that a victory. They know that we're on to them. The next step is um, actual legal action, which I am taking. And I am doing my proclamation, the affidavit against them first, which they must They are required to reply to. And when they don't, I have their silence as acquiescence and um, acceptance of their wrongdoing. And I will be seeking an injunction, which means the court will order them to immediately stop this action. And further, I'm doing something called the writ of mandamus, which is a this is a man mandamus means that the court is going to order them to end this local emergency as they were required to do by law. And if this court doesn't do it, then I have an appeal. And again, I will take it all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. So to to me, just to be clear, doesn't this parts of this where they they act like they're backing off and then still scream, you need a mask? Uh, Isn't that a bit like walking into a crowded movie theater and screaming fire? Isn't that the standard that was once set for free speech? There's just no angle on this that I don't think uh, a determined adult could hold their feet to the fire. 
And I'm almost wondering, um, I mean, where you are, are you seeing your courts function where you are? Are your courts functioning? They are, but it's very delayed. And that is another law that they are violating because in constitution, the federal and state laws require uh, swift justice. And these are criminal. I've heard from attorneys that are criminal litigators telling me that these people have been sitting in jail for months because they haven't had their trial. It is absolutely a federal crime to prevent that. So yes, heads are going to roll. And I want to say, Crow, what you said, it's exact. You are exactly right. It is like a bait and switch where they are saying, oh yeah, they know there's no law, but they're still shouting fire. And there is fear. There's a, yes. And there's a law for that in California. You may not claim an emergency. It's, it actually states that you may not call for an emergency when there isn't one. That's another law that they're violating. As I say, 22 state and federal laws. And you know what? I'm uncovering more and more every day. Um, I'll, I've got what one about that I'll inciting? share in the second. I mean, there's there's yeah. got to be 10 or 20 inciting uh, ideas on the books for what they're doing. So when you call them out and they say, okay, we're going to reverse, but by the way, we still strongly recommend you wear a mask. It's, it's no different. They're still they're still inciting fear and they're still trying to prop up the destruction of our society. But as we come to the top hour one, Peggy, and I'm going to get Jason in here. I kind of hogged up hour one. I got to ask you, man, I kind of feel like this is a double reverse. It's pretty clear that the orders for this fake pandemic came from on high, somewhere far above states, somewhere far above federal governments. We see it across multiple countries. Doesn't it kind of feel like all the state governments have been set up to fail so that at some time in the future, they come back and say, see, state government doesn't work. They couldn't even follow their own constitution, never mind the the, raw, the laws or even the most basic tenets of don't be a tyrant. Don't, don't you kind of feel like, like there's been a, a setup here to basically destroy the foundations of government as what we once recognized it as? Wow. That is a concept, a very high level concept, which you are exactly on target with. And I I have to say, I do know that everything's coming down from on high uh, because the language is exactly the same, but I had never considered the ultimate goal of destroying our form of a United States where each state is really sovereign in that it has its own government. I can take it a little further. So most people are aware at this point that your local police, your local municipality, even your state, they're all corporations. They're all listed, provably corporations. So I'll take it a step further. Is it possible that we're seeing government as we once recognized it, which is corporation, which hid the fact that it's corporation, they're acting like they're governments, they're not, they're corporations, which means what they're handing down for the most part is corporate policy. Um, But to sidestep all those concerns, I mean, isn't this the old joke from Hollywood where Taco Bell is the last corporation standing and they are the governance body? So basically where you used to have a state corporation, now it's freaking Walmart or Taco Bell or somebody, doesn't it kind of feel like this is the bed that's been set? This is exactly it. It's corporate fascism. We are seeing it because they are the ones that now are enforcing the law. So to speak, they are the ones it's, as I said, it's not the uh, state government. It's not even the local municipalities because they'll say, well, we're, we're not doing anything. You, you got to take it up with Walmart. They're the ones that are preventing you from coming in. So this is where my fight really is. Crow is with these corporations. And again, it is a steam train or a locomotive and a, I call it 
the lava flow. It may be slow, but it is coming, and we need to be aware of all of this. You are exactly right. It is corporate fascism, a totalitarianism, a totalitarianism. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's totalitarian. Complete, exactly. Yes control over the public because it now is our very survival of being able to purchase goods, which again is in our constitution, we have the right to acquire property, which means my property is a loaf of bread from Trader Joe's. That's my personal property that I have the right, the unimpeded right for access. I have the right to go get um, my medical care and my and gas in my car but, without. But we have any, it. This is this is the point. Right. We have it. As a matter of fact, the gentleman we we mentioned earlier that was barred from seeing his mother before she left this world also videotaped himself trying to go get groceries at Trader Joe's, where one of the clerks told him nope, and he informed them that you can't treat me different than anyone else. And then the cops showed up, and he told the cops, "I really need you to enforce the law here." He's got it all on video, you see, but that's, yes. that's really not what's going on. But at, at the end of the day, how is it that we've come so far and people don't even recognize that your local government, it's a corporation. Those police that pull you over, they're corporations. Your federal government in Washington, D.C., that you think is a government, it is a corporation. And so when we see, I, I mean, there's no way to balance the ledger here. When I see a governor watching what the jackass in Pennsylvania just did and lost, by the way, and didn't do any jail time, did whatever the hell he wanted and basically got a slap on the wrist. Point is, is he failed. So how is it that every other governor is still pushing? Here in the state of Rhode Island, they're doubling down. Oh, there's going to be pandemic two coming up. When we all damn well know that what's gone on here is for some kind of a bizarre reset, which will include the financial matters of our world as so many things are controlled by what the central banks have done. My point being is if we all go after these places, which they should be gone after, they should do jail time. They have violated, they, they have destroyed lives. They have barred people from seeing their loved ones before they died. They have barred people from getting groceries from a store. They have treated people indifferently. They've done any number of things, which as long as I've been alive have been serious violations of the law. But my point here is it feels to me now that I've got a good view is that the double reverse is going to drop its other shoe at some time in the future when all these state governments now have to pay the piper and people are suing for millions of dollars. And it's hundreds of thousands of people that lost their businesses or you know were affected in some way. They're going to bankrupt states, municipalities. It feels like a setup for Taco Bell to be ruling everything. But Jason, I know we're right there at the top of the hour. Do you want to squeeze something in before I wrap up? We are, and one of the big things I did want to bring up is David's Trader Joe's incident. Uh, he tried to pay with cash and, of course, did the no mask thing, and they refused to check him out for his groceries. Right. So I'm just kind of wondering, what exactly did you say to Trader Joe's, and what did they say back? You know, he actually is a healthy American. He used the tactics that I recommended. There's something I prepared called a notice of discrimination that you serve to, and I don't think he did that part, but you serve it to the individual's that are violating your rights, you snap a photo of it so that you can then take the legal remedy. We need to flood the Department of Justice and the states have their own complaint system where you can file these grievances and they need to have thousands, millions of them. And I'll tell you what, I would love to answer. I wanna give some remedies in the next hour because I actually have remedies. You brought up such a great point that these corporations 
But we need to remember that these corporations are filled with individuals and it takes going after each individual, educating them, waking them up. My husband, he's a pastor and I asked him about like religious cults. And I said, how we know people get in, they get brainwashed because this is basically a cult. It's a cult of fear and it's a cult of people watching TV. That's why they've been so brainwashed into paranoia and fear. And I asked him, how do you get rid of this mass hypnosis, all of the people in a cult? And I will share the answer with you guys. I'll I'll do a teaser here and I'll share that in the second hour, what his answer was. Okay, perfect. And by the way, um, since this, I marked the start, uh, if you go to crow777radio.com, the last blog up is post on March 12th, because I stayed up after midnight, because I marked what I, Jason been talking about this for five years that the end game is coming. Well, it happened on 311 where we live. And to put a fine point on it, from that point forward, I watched the TV and movie listings and it is absolutely hand in hand. So quickly, the, the gotta wear a mask thing came on. As a matter of fact, as time has gone on, here's, here's a reference point for anyone. Remember that evil dude, Bane? It's a movie I haven't even seen. It's a Batman movie where I think the bad guy's name is Bane. The masks at first covered your mouth. Now look at them. They've gone full Bane where they're basically your eyes are poking out. They're covering your cheeks. They've gotten bigger and bigger and they've got these places making them. But if you look at the listings for cable television and movies and Turner classic movies, they have played the most dismal, hopeful, repeated movies on and on and on as this has gone on. And I want to make that point because if you're still doing the TV thing and you're still doing all the mass entertainment, your mind is really not your own, not entirely. Even if you're woken up to some degree, you're sacrificing ownership of part of your thought process because the fact is you do not know what the Hertz rate is doing, what the blinking is doing, what the carrier waves you're unaware of are doing. And that sets aside all the programming that's in your face. But that brings our one of episode 265 to a close with Jason Lingren and Peggy Hall. Um, We're going to take a break and I'm arguing with myself about whether it's going to run on YouTube. And I think I'm going to run it on YouTube because YouTube should have no authority to remove. A matter of fact, someone should, should go after them. What Peggy Hall did was pointed out that our rights and the laws were being violated in the state of California. 200 million people responded and YouTube removed it. Go ahead and try to defend it guys, go ahead. And while I know what's going to happen, if I run hour one, I think I'm probably going to do it anyhow, but join us at crow triple seven radio.com C R R O W seven, seven, seven radio.com for hour two. And we're going to keep this train on the track. And by the way, by the time you hear this, you'll have heard from Alphonse again, giving out free affidavit templates and claim documents. We're not dropping this ball. It's time for the adults in the room to stand the hell up and guide the children to a better future. There it is, man. Join us for the second hour, and I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers.
the enemies of knowing. Come.